I feel like in hindsight, the difference in my energy was the amount of self-doubt and um, lack of self-confidence. And, and all of that was coming from these toxic habits of codependency. You are listening to the ultimate biohack for women, a movement of women who know what they want and go get it. You know the answers lie within. Reach in and grab hold. This is a movement, a movement of women who tune in and turn themselves on. Now you're biohacking the woman's way, integrating the art and science of hacking your biology like a woman. Tap your magic, conjure your yes, upgrade, elevate, maximize your potential. I'm Dr. Brandy Victory, and this is a movement a movement that is sure to hack your soul. Yo, and before we get going, I also want to invite you to my next free class called The Real Truth About Weight Loss and Healing, Why You Feel Stuck, and The Three Keys to Freedom and Well-Being. So this is for you if you feel fat and tired and you're just totally fed up of feeling fat and tired. If you're aging faster and your body's breaking down faster than you think it should be, or if you just like tried everything and nothing seems to work. Here's the thing. There are a few key things that most people are missing when it comes to weight loss and well-being that that have to be there in order for it to be sustainable. So just because keto or paleo or Whole30 worked for Susie, your sister, or your neighbor down the street, or your Facebook friend, doesn't mean it's actually gonna work for you and there's a reason why. And so I'm gonna go into that in this free class and uh, I will have the link below. So all you have to do is link, click the link below to register for the live class where I can answer all your questions or there'll also be a link a link for the replay so that you can just go and watch watch it at your leisure and of course if you have any questions please feel free to free to uh reach out and um i will do my best to answer them for you okay we are live yes. <laughs> yay welcome welcome so good to have you here miss leslie thank you uh, yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a dream of mine to just spread the word of glorious health and well-being on all levels to as many people as I possibly Same can. Here. So yeah, yeah, I know. That's why I was like, <laughs> I have to interview you, you know. Um, ladies, this is Leslie Nunn. She's the creator of the Collective Compass. And I've been following her on Instagram. And I tell you, honestly, I'm not an Instagram. Like I don't do social media. I really don't. I get on there and I Well, you fooled me. You definitely look like you do it well. <laughs> Thanks. I have to protect myself, you know, from the onslaught of uh, lower vibrational frequencies that come through those platforms. Yeah. So I just and it don't. it sneaks up on you before it you does. know it. And it then does. I'm staging myself. So I feel you on that. Totally. Yes. But I tell you, you know, I'm always compelled to, I'm always compelled to read what you post and, you know, especially you with so Instagram. Much. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, you know, Instagram's one of those things I've, I've gone in and out of just like scrolling through pictures and looking at nature and looking at travel stuff because mm -hmm. it inspires me. Yes. And then I, I will see one of your things pop up and it, and it might even be a long form post and mm -hmm. I do not read <laughs> long form posts. Okay. This is just not, not what I, I bet. I don't, I don't have time for that. Yeah. And I read yours. So, you know, I was like, who is Thank this chick? Thank you so much. Um, I know that the long posts are hit or miss with some people. And it's so funny because me and my boyfriend constantly try to help each other um, critique the way that we're reaching out to people. And we know Instagram is 
really high volume just scrolling through and he's always encouraging me to keep it shorter and I know sometimes I can get wordy um but there's so much to talk about with this so yeah. I've been trying to go in between the long post and just the quick you know attention grabbing um things for the people that you know tend to scroll past but I do definitely appreciate you taking the time to read when I get wordy <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's helpful and I hear you on that. And I think you, I actually think you do a really good balance of short and long. Good. I appreciate that. Okay, uh, definitely. Really um, constructive criticism is so important in just trying to figure out how to get the message out there. Mm -hmm. So I always love when I get feedback on stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you, girl. I hear you. And ladies, um, you know, there's a lot to talk about on this stuff like this is what she's mm -hmm. referring to. Uh, Leslie, she guide, I, so she guides free spirited purpose-driven women through disorientation into empowerment by teaching the tools of her own journey to authentic freedom and fulfillment. And uh, I'm really happy to have you here. You know, one of the things that just thrills me beyond no end is to see this younger generation coming up For and, sure. and tapping into this wisdom and understanding and sharing it. You know, I even mm -hmm. my, my assistant, Chloe, she's 29, I think. And mm -hmm. she's just like tuned in just like you. And I'm like, wow, look at all these like younger people who are really doing it. And I think it just brings, and I just want to just share this with you and then I'll let you go, but mm -hmm. uh, go with, go with, the, go with your story here. Our, our little talk, um, you know, there's so much crazy going on in the world and so much uncertainty and so much hatred and so much meanness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I constantly hear even people who are in my field, who are high vibrational people who hold high consciousness, even them saying, if we make it through this, we're gonna, you know, everything will be, yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, and the I, bartering I, with the universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I always come back to, you know, every single generation, if you think back, I'm sure you've heard this too. If you think back to your grandparents and their grand, their mom and dad and your great grandparents, if you ever saw them, I was around mine, but every single generation, it seems has said, Oh man, the world's coming to an end. Yeah, this hit, is it. <laughs> yeah, once they hit 60 and beyond, the, the yeah. world ends, right? Yeah. But what I've come to understand is that the world's not ending, but their world is ending. Right. Like we have That's to do so things. True. Yeah, and we have to do things differently to have evolution and change happen so we don't mm -hmm. stay stuck in a frequency of dysfunction, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing the word. <laughs> well, I have so much to say as far as what you opened up with um, when it comes to evolving perspectives, because I do think that that's one thing I always have to really stress to new clients is that this is a practice. Mm -hmm. So there are tools that I can offer. There are tools that you can offer, but it's up to each of us individually to consistently apply them. And people think, oh, I'm just going to learn this stuff and then go on with my regular life. But it actually has to become your lifestyle mm. in order for it to even make any difference in your energetic vibration or your physical health or your mental clarity. So, um, you know, one of the things that was a struggle for me um, not only in trying to structure my business and really niching down what I was capable of doing with people, 
Um, but it was also really interesting convincing the older generation of my parents that this is actually a reality that people are able to help um, other human beings virtually. And so um, with that being said, the foundation of the, the reason I call it the collective compass movement, the movement part of it is that um, the collective heals when you heal the individual. So the, the healing of the collective starts with the healing of the individual. So that's our philosophy at the collective compass. And that's rooted in me having um, so much love and compassion for the experience of all diverse um, cultures of America and just really wanting to let people understand that hurt people hurt other people. So that's the mental side of it and sort of the spiritual energy um, you know, that seems really toxic that can creep up on you. Um, you know, that kind of addresses that as well. And then just being able to keep your body in a state of its optimal health, obviously, like, you know, co complements your spiritual energy. It complements your mental space. So um, one of the really cool things that I put together for 2021 is a list of the top 10 tools that we have. And we're just giving it to everybody because the more people that know about this, hopefully the seeds can start being planted or the people that are already trying to find the tools can um, have a little bit more focus, a little bit more empowerment, a little bit more direction and um, use these 10 tools to really create some big momentum as far as getting comfortable with change. Mm. Um, and I'll go into those 10 tools in a little while, but I think the thing that I really like to stress to people when I'm talking to a larger group is that, you know, my journey started through weight loss and just trying to feel healthier. I had always grown up feeling like an athlete, but both of my parents were practicing um, medical doctors and I was the last one to get picked up at aftercare every day, you know, in elementary school and um, you know, things like that. So there wasn't a lot of time for me to explore things outside of what my school offered. So middle school was my first chance at getting to play um, a team sport. And, um, and then in high school, I did a little track because, you know, they let everyone on the track team. So it was a way for me to stay active <laughs> and still involved with a lot of my other close friends that played sports as well. So just getting into the physical side for me was my first part of trying to really get a handle on as far as one of the three components, um, getting a handle on my physical health was where my journey started. And so, as you know, they all connect and we all start, um, you know, with different parts. Um, but for me, the more I got into being active um, as an overweight child, I hit a growth spurt like it kind of leaned me out, but not really. I just felt really heavy in my body. I just felt, you know, um, spiritually heavy holding the physical weight on my body. As a child, I was really aware of that. I was just really aware that I didn't feel in my best self because when I was younger, I didn't have a weight problem. Um, I just had a summer of third grade where I just ate, I guess, nothing but macaroni and cheese and cornbread from what I can remember from a babysitter that we had over the summer and you know I it was just crazy the difference in looking at my school pictures because I had to look back and think 
you know, what was this, what contributed to this, you know, what just trying to track, um, my energetic frequency really, um, was a big help for me. And so with weight loss, what you tend to do is you tend to fit yourself into a program and then you get discouraged because, you know, nothing works. And so my oldest daughter had when I was 20, my son, I had when I was 22 and being young and just thinking that your body is made to do these things. I ate literally whatever I wanted. Um, I was still a pretty serious sugar addict. Um, I ate tons of carbs. I had no concept of counting macros or anything like that. I mean, plus we're talking about 2005. Um, and where I live in the Southeast, um, there's not as much of a community for people that were trying to have a holistic, healthy lifestyle. So, um, you know, I realize now in hindsight, after a decade of trying to develop tools that other people can implement, one of my biggest things that I like to emphasize is that you are going to take tools that you learn and you are going to tailor them to you. You are going to take, maybe not even the whole tool works for you, Mm. maybe a piece of the tool or a part of the advice. And you're going to start with self-awareness so that you can use your senses to assess what works for you and what doesn't. And then when you add that all up together, um, you're going to find that you've created something really powerful for yourself to use as your own unique toolbox of um, you know, just mindset practices, wellness practices. Uh, my mother is an adamant vegan. I have to not eat grains. I have to be really careful, even with just playing around with nutrition. It's been an interesting journey with that as well, because you think, oh, this is what this person says. And this is what that person says. And they're a doctor and they've, you know, especially functional medicine doctors, I think, um, they have been so helpful to me in, um, especially Dr. Hyman. Um, I know he's really just whole foods based. And I I love the fact that he reiterates that, you know, you're going to need to find what works for you. And he does not criticize anyone for eating meat or eating plant-based. And he just puts it all out there and, and sort of gives, gave me information that I've encountered to kind of help me figure out more specifically without having some kind of bias, you know, towards one eating regimen or not. So, um, yeah, basically I really intentionally niche down what I do under the, um, umbrella of on, authentic self-coach. I chose the word authentic self because it's just the most direct way that I can sort of explain to somebody exactly what I do um, without giving them so much information because it's mind, body, spiritual. You know, it's like you said, it's so big that it's really been hard for me to figure out a way to explain to people what I'm passionate about doing and who I'm passionate about helping. And, um, and then also to realize that the people that I feel like my style of coaching and my, my methods and my tools really help the most are people that are very free spirited um, and very purpose driven. So these are two big major components of my own personality that I've just always um, loved to explore. 
I knew a decade ago that I wanted to, well, actually um, 15 years ago when I had my oldest daughter, I knew I wanted to be available for her um, and be able to be around for her. Having parents that worked like really nonstop. My mother has her own oncology practice. And in the area she set up her practice, there was nobody else practicing uh, cancer or oncology, hematology. So she had us there. We had the nanny and in the office and a space for us and all this stuff. So I knew that um, I wanted to be present as much as I could with my kids, because I remember growing up, that was really the only thing that my mom had to sacrifice that I know created discomfort for her was having to sacrifice, you know, the events that, you know, or, or whatever it was, you know, and her, her schedule was never flexible. I mean, in order for us to just go to see relatives for Christmas, she would have to negotiate with one of the other doctors and they would, it would be Thanksgiving or Christmas and just all these restrictions that, I just thought as a child that would smother me that that would just completely smother me and so um one of the first method um the our tool of self-awareness that we use at the collective compass is called the eos test and it's you ask yourself a question eos stands for expand or suppress so when you ask yourself the question, for me, it's a very powerful um, self-awareness tool because you're, you're cueing your body to sort of give you a sensation. And to me, that's more directly related to your, your spiritual energy, your intuition, that inner compass that I've really relied on that I feel like has really saved me from trying to build a life that doesn't suit me versus toughing it out through all the crap that you have to go through figuring out what really works for you I knew in the long run listening to my gut would help me um, get where I wanted to go and so um, I wanted to create something virtually that people people could also tap into using their passions as a paycheck so just um, I work with people that are activists artists um, writers. I'm definitely a writer at heart in 10th grade. I wanted to be a writer. Um, I knew for sure. I had no idea what I was going to write about. So that's a big component of um, what I do and the content that I create. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting my book finished. And it's all about being a feeler. And instead of us kind of compartmentalizing how we process life and maybe our perspective being so linear and black and white, if you think about yourself as being able to be a feeler and having all these antennas that we have as our senses and using all of them together, um, you can really tap into a space where honestly, you kind of get crazy signs from the universe all the time. I don't know how you are with the numbers and the multiple numbers and the digits and the signs, but I'm telling you, it is insane for me. It's insane for me. I mean, yesterday I could have written a 10 page book on just, just yesterday. It's yeah. like every time I look at the clock, it's some type of number sequence. This morning, my Starbucks purchase was $12 and 12 cents, 12, 12. I mean, it's literally constant. And my kids point it out. My kids see it. My kids do it. And um, I started noticing that, um, you know, in high school. So 
again, I talk a lot about my own personal journey, my personal life, because that's really where all the tools have came from. Mm. And I felt like if I could create a system um, for people to discover their own tools instead of telling them the tools to use and then them getting frustrated. If I can come up with a system for you to figure out what is your authentic self telling you, what are your authentic needs um, coming from some generational patterns of codependency, you know, it's definitely been a struggle for me to honor myself first Mm. and not put my time and energy into another human being um, for whatever reasons, you know. So my personal life is basically just where I was able to find a lot of these tools, but instead of teaching so much of what I did, creating the opportunity for somebody to tap into discovering what works for them specifically is really my passion. So all these people that are considered, you know, a big dreamer or a visionary or, you know, somebody that's really wanting to give their light and their energy to the world to make it a better place. Um, they need to understand that's very draining and very challenging on your mind, body, and spirit. So somebody like that may really need some special tools and somebody else now in the middle of a pandemic who is not an activist and is not a big dreamer and maybe just had a job that they loved that was consistent. And that's a beautiful thing to me, the, the, the root is just being happy and feeling fulfilled. But now in our, you know, in the world, we have so many people that are being pushed into this space of having to transition through change and, and develop some of these skills that I teach to the people that are big dreamers that it's really becoming a very relevant conversation. So that's why now I feel, you know, just this fire to get all this information out into the world for all these people that maybe are just now for the first time looking for these answers and tools. Awesome. Awesome. That's amazing and beautiful. Thank you. So You're I have welcome. a question for you. I have a couple of questions for you, actually. Yes. Um, so first of all, so, so for me, I'm, I don't do the number thing so much. Um, I have in the past, but for me, I absolutely believe that spirit or guidance or life or whatever you want to call it, God is speaking to me all the time. And so I see it everywhere. I see it in the deer that runs across the road. I see it mm -hmm. in the child's face in the grocery store. Like I hear yeah. messages all the time. And, um, and I'm curious for you, what the numbers mean for you. So if, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be too wordy on this story, I swear, okay. but yeah. I want to tell you two stories actually of when I was younger and I saw this show up for the first time, just so that you can understand kind of where I'm coming from with my experience in this. Um, and then how it sort of refueled itself um, when I made some pretty serious decisions as far as life choices um, two years ago. So the first thing, luckily I have my best friend, um, one of my best friends who can validate this story because it really sounds unbelievable. But when I was in high school, I would do this thing where anytime I talked about somebody, anytime I said anybody's name, it could be one of my friends, it could be somebody in my class, a teacher, whatever, it literally never failed. They would walk by 
wherever I was sitting in the building, because we would have study hall periods. I went to an all girls um, college preparatory school in Chattanooga. And so it was a very unique bubble that we were in um, academically. And so it was an adjustment for me. I, I really didn't feel like I fit into the environment. And um, I, I felt like there wasn't much diversity in the environment as far as you know, other classmates and personalities and, and things like that. And, you know, just normal things. And so, um, I just always really craved to kind of get outside of my bubble, if that makes sense. And I always loved to travel even as a young child. So I'm trying to find a space of inner peace and comfort and, um, just physically deal with some of the things like stress wise, my eye would twitch, you know, and just all these little physical things that I noticed, I would get cold sores, a lot um, if I got really stressed. Um, my home environments were completely polar opposite. I mean, over here, I've got my mother's house, my godmother, her daughter, my foster brother, my, my adopted sister, my nanny, we're on the same house. And then at my dad's, it was my stepmom, my stepsisters, us, and it was very traditional. And so to go from one opposite end of the spectrum to the other as far as environmentally overwhelming or whatever it was um was was something that and then you add the school environment into that so i was just like i was trying to find that place of inner peace and so for some reason my so my friends started noticing that every time and it was just a casual thing it was just so accidental that I realized that I was doing this and in fact I didn't realize how often it was happening until one of my friends pointed out and so then I started doing it on purpose and so I would kind of you know do it to um just just brag or whatever and I'd be like look I can say somebody's name and they'll just walk by you know just to my close friends and it would happen and so I'm like what is this I'm trying to figure it out and my my mother's really into her tapped into her intuition as well so mm. um we just would have conversations about it and so it wasn't so much the number thing for me then um as it just was these weird synchronicities as far as anything that I would say it would happen good or bad just speaking things into existence at that point for whatever reason in my life wherever I was energetically I was tapped in mm -hmm. and um I didn't realize what that was until 2015 when and this was 2002 2003 when I was doing that the first time and then after that I started listening to Abraham Hicks mm. and I was like oh <laughs> what is this wait a minute this might be you know this might be some some good magic I don't know you know I just I wasn't really sure how to process it so I thought to myself okay I was listening to one of her her videos and and I just something kind of came to me things kind of just these voices kind of a loud inner voice has been a dominant thing for me to experience like I've just always had a really dominant inner voice and it's almost like somebody's talking to me so I, you know you have to listen it almost startles me so I had this voice that was like if I can tap back into whatever energy it was when I was in high school my senior year when I really was at the height of doing and seeing and noticing and creating all of these synchronicities what if I can recreate that what if I can how like what was I thinking 
well, you know, and I was just so excited about the future and I wanted to travel and I want to do all these things. And I felt like I had this big vision, no clarity, no, no direction, just this feeling of this monstrous thing mm -hmm. that I was going to create, that was going to bring so much value to the world. And I had literally no idea other than getting the idea of being a writer that, um, which my parents were like, no, we didn't have you do all this college prep school to go, you can go be a writer. No. <laughs> So that was a hobby that I was instructed to, you know, pursue in my spare time. So, you know, you can imagine how the college conversations went, but it was going to college for me was very traumatic because my whole plan that I had in my mind completely went to crap, completely went to crap. I wanted to leave. I wanted to go to California or Florida or Hawaii or somewhere, anywhere, beachy, anything, you know, and I was just so excited about life. Um, that when I ended up being the only one out of my graduating class to stay in our um, local university, I was devastated. And I was like, how did this happen to me? Um, how did, you know, and my GPA just wasn't where it needed to be and just all these factors that I really didn't foresee. So my shift in energy at that time was really drastic going from this feeling of I can do anything, go anywhere, be anything, you know, and just that really free spirited space. I knew I wanted to have my own business. I knew I wanted to create my own schedule. Um, I knew I wanted control over my life and I knew I wanted to do things that made me feel connected um, to my purpose. And I knew I wanted to always maintain inner peace because I had a very um, energetically disruptive environment um in some of my childhood no no fault to any I mean I do it to my kids now and it's so non-intentional but it's just you know as a family you just have this mix of personalities and sometimes they clash and so I always felt like mine clashed and I was the oldest and it was just you know a lot of things so in 2015 when I was trying to recreate that feeling I had this weird it took me a couple of years to really truly get deep back into that energy space and a lot of that was the absence of self-doubt so between the time i became a young adult did the college thing for a little while tried to figure out my own way all that time what was throwing me off i feel like in hindsight the difference in my energy was the amount of self-doubt and um lack of self-confidence and and all of that was coming from these toxic habits of codependency so I was really seeking um, not everyone else's approval but the person that I chose to be in an intimate relationship with I was very much seeking their approval and those relationships that I was attracting literally until last year <laughs> any relationship I had 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 been in a way um, toxic for me and so the relationships that I had helped me work through those patterns and, and gain some self-awareness in that. So in 2015, I had done so much of that work that by the time it was 2017, I just had really tapped back into this space where I was like, I feel like I'm myself again. I was so excited about my birthday that year. I remember, even though I didn't do anything and I was just excited about the work that I was doing. And I, for the first time, had that same feeling like I did in high school. And um, so I, I was practicing massage therapy at the time. I'm so grateful that my path led me to that because it was such a beautiful blend of 
the familiarness of medicine to me and my interest in that, but also in a holistic approach, which I felt like for me makes more sense and is more appropriate. But um, I had a choice. I had to do a whole bunch of continued education. I had to renew my license um, or I could invest that same amount of money into starting the collective compass and taking some classes that would really help me with that investing in the equipment that I needed to be virtual and to do all these things. And so I chose that. And that was in August of 2019. So it was interesting to me when, you know, the start of 2020, we wouldn't have been able to practice. Every massage therapist I knew was having to take a break just because of the COVID. And with the pandemic, obviously it would have put me really at risk Um, and I just, it was just something in my spirit telling me everyone I knew thought I was crazy. Um, everyone was like, well, you should keep it at least just to keep, you know, practicing on the side. And it's not that I didn't want to do that, but it was just the situation, you know, life gives you situations to deal with and you have X amount of choices. You have X amount of dollars, but sometimes that's happening to our benefit. Right. And I would suggest always. (laughs) Yes. Right. (laughs) Always to our benefit. And so that's what I had to remind myself when I was figuring out. Um, Also, my youngest was in Mexico visiting her biological dad and I had to have money to go get her. And that was very important, obviously, to, you know, travel. And so it was just really one of those times where I had to make a really uncomfortable life decision. And, um, and so that same day that I chose to make that decision, I called um, a couple. I had a couple that they were both my clients and I had a mobile massage practice. So I would go to my clients' homes. And so I thought, okay, so if I'm going to really do this, who can I pick to take off my schedule first? It was a symbolic thing, if anything else, just to really solidify that commitment to go full in with the collective compass. And so I had a couple that um, she, the woman had just texted me and she said, yeah, usual time, um, you know, stuff. And, and so when I messaged her back and I was like, actually, I'm going to have to talk to you about seeing if somebody else can, um, you know, come and work on you guys because I'm making a big decision to go in this other direction. And I want to make sure you guys are still supported. And, um, you know, I just, let her know. And, and that was the first time that I, you know, and now it's sort of like, you can recognize that as speaking that into existence, but it was just me committing to do the actions to follow the decision so that really I didn't back out. Mm -hmm. And so when she texts me, it was 10 something in the morning. And I just noticed that day that it was a Friday and it was, I, I saw the time said 111. And I was like, hmm, it's 111. And then I saw later the time was 222. I was like, what? Every time I get up, it, I, every time I look at the clock, it's okay. So then it was 333. And I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? This is three hours in a row. And I, I can't even process, you know, for, it was just the weirdest feeling. So I had to go pick up my son from school and I went out and I kid you not, I don't, I don't see spirits or entities or anything like that ever this is the one and only time this has ever happened to me in my life but I was pulling out of my driveway 
And I looked back and beside the mirror of the other car in the driveway, I saw a figure, a woman. I saw her face. I saw her hair. I saw, I don't, you know, I, I just, I thought I was crazy for a second. And when I pulled back up in the driveway and I checked the time again, it was 444 and it was all in the same day. And I was like, what is going on? And so I have my godmother, she's very tapped into all this, this area of the spiritual side that I am not as knowledgeable about as far as, you know, how all of that stuff works. And at least her opinion, I thought would be valuable to me in the time. It might give me some sort of feeling of understanding, but it was literally since that day, I kid you not. Um, I've seen numbers like that just nonstop. Every time I look at the clock, it's always some, some sequential number. And so you asked me to make a long story short, what does that mean <laughs> to me? I don't know that I care. Now, at first I looked up what the numbers actually meant. Um, the twos and the threes and the fours, what do they represent? You know? Um, and there's people that have different opinions on things like that, but for me, it just simply means that I'm really tapped in. Mm, really, right. really, really tapped in. So it doesn't matter if it's numbers or whatever it is that's signifying for you, because you may have numbers all around you, but that's just not what you're noticing. I'm a really um, big number person. I've always kind of felt like a number person. I'm, I have a much more photogenic memory when I see a sequence of numbers mm. than I do a sentence of words. So mm. um, I, I just feel like, um, you know, I was spending too much time trying to figure out what it meant. And I just, again, had that really dominant inner voice that said, you're wasting time. You're trying to act like you're doing something, but you're not, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't need to research, you know, number signs for three hours just because it really freaked me out. You know, this is just what it's like when you can be tapped in and, and when you're not, you can notice the absence of that. And, um, and so it's a gauge for me. Mm. as far as how much I'm practicing my spiritual health practices, because the more I know, am I feeling peaceful inside? Yes. Am I doing my breathing to where my diaphragm's actually expanding so that I don't, for some reason, have unnecessary anxiety surfacing? So like all those little things that we can notice within our own unique self, uh, we have these indicators that tell us when we're off and just being aware of that and trying yeah. to keep those in balance. That's just all that it means to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, there would be people who would argue that, <clears throat> that, you know, when we get something in our head and it becomes a point of focus, then we see it everywhere. It's kind of like, if you're going to buy a new car and you want to like, yes. I, ha I have a, an Xterra. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and when I was going to buy my Xterra, I wanted an Xterra. I really wanted a dark blue mm -hmm. Xterra and I would see Xterras of all different colors everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I got my Xterra, of course. So, mm -hmm. um, it just, you know, when we, when we put our focus on something, we just tend to, to see a lot of that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I appreciate about what you shared is that it's not, um, just merely, oh, this number is here again. It's, it's, it actually is your, your inner compass mm -hmm. telling you, oh yeah, you're on track. I'm you're yeah. tuned in, you're doing your practices, you're awake, right? You're waking yeah. up and you're evolving and, and all those things. So I really appreciate that a lot. 
Um, so I, earlier you were talking and you talked about um, self-doubt as a hurdle that you overcame. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you have a tool that you could share with our listeners. I have a fabulous <laughs> How did tool I know? <laughs> and it's ironic because this is out of the 10 tools that I put together, I call it um, the how, how to create a decade of change in a year because it's a decade worth, a decade and a half really, but a decade of intentional work um, that these tools have came from. And, and this one is really the one that's most related to my high school experience because it was a college, it's the only one on the list actually, um, that I know can come from a specific moment in high school. So um, we were in a college um, advisor class, just helping us understand the process. And I will never forget um, she said, the instructor said, C's get degrees, girls. Just remember, C's still get degrees. And I was like, I had a light bulb because I, I had so much frustration with myself personally, just for not having straight A's. I had so much other stuff that I was interested in doing that a lot of times I would study, but I just wouldn't do my homework. And I was just really, in a lot of ways, um, I could feel like I was lazy, but then also times where it looked like I was being lazy, I was just really overwhelmed. And being the oldest uh, with lots of younger sisters, especially uh, my mom adopted my sister when I was 12 and she was born um, really premature and she came home and she, we, uh, she was going to just be a foster parent, my mom was. Um, but we just couldn't part with my sister. So we adopted her. And so the age difference really put me in a position to where I was um, more of a caregiver and she would crawl. I mean, she would fall down and cry and like cry for me instead of my mom. And so we had a really close bond. We still have a really close bond, although it's been through some transitions, we have gotten so much closer lately, but it was just that whole experience with her and my other younger sisters and just wanting to help my nanny that was babysitting. I would help cook dinner. So I was really um, aware of just not only responsibilities, but wanting to have the life skills of being able to be out on my own. So um, just between friends, sports, everything, you know, I, I really didn't want to put in the work that it took. But then when I got my report card, I was like, this is not a true representation of who I am as a person, you know, Mm. and I always have that, that, um, that drive to be really excellent in anything that I do. And I felt like my grades were not a reflection of that. And so just personally, that really frustrated me. And so when she said C's get degrees, that has stuck with me all this time. And it came back up when I was making this list because it reminds me to fail forward, to not be afraid to try, to not wait until you feel like you're going to have it perfectly executed to even attempt that. And that was definitely um, something that I had to overcome. That is a big, big tool for me personally to have battled self-doubt because when you when you know that C's get degrees, you don't have to worry about being perfect to do, to attempt something. And you can um, just take the pressure off of yourself. Like, who are you even comparing yourself to, you know? And, and so I think to me, the biggest indicator of um, somebody's talent and strength 
is how much they get better. You know, how quickly you improve, how quickly you can master something, how quickly you can catch on. Um, and it really doesn't matter how many times you have to try if you love what you're doing anyway. So it's just a big reminder um, for me to not doubt myself and to always just be confident in, in the try. And so can you share that tool with our listeners? Yes, absolutely. I have a digital download that you can get all 10 of the tools. And one thing that I include with, um, with each tool, I have three little bullet points and one is ask. Well, the first one is affirm. The second one is ask. And the third one is act. So it gives you a step-by-step -step breakdown on each tool how you can actually implement it and how you can um, speak it into existence. There's a powerful thing when something comes out of your mouth and you have a physical reaction to that statement. And so affirmations have been a really crucial, and in fact, related to self-confidence and self-doubt, um, intentionally getting in the mirror and doing some really um, deep affirmations, making sure that the affirmation causes a physical reaction in my body when I say it. Um, the best affirmations make you cry. Um, the best affirmations give you goosebumps, you know? And so when you find those affirmations that really cause a physical reaction for you, which is why it's so personal, um, you can stick to those affirmations and you can go to those and just, you know, effectively, um, make better use of your time if you're if you're focusing on the affirmations that cause the biggest physical reaction in your body um so yeah the affirmation part is a really big process i feel like it helps that mind body connection and it really solidifies your intention um because you want to be a person of integrity and be about your word at least i do so it is holding yourself accountable so each tool has an affirmation that you can say um, definitely journal it and tweak it to where you get your own genuine physical reaction from it. And then you can ask yourself a question. So let me grab this real quick and I'll tell you for an example. Um, well, I'm trying to think of, um, so for C's get degrees, one of the things you could ask yourself is, am I procrastinating or am I preparing? you know, things like that. So that might not be the actual one that I have on the tool that you can download, but we have a plethora of them at the Collective Compass. So I've just picked some of the ones that I thought were the most often used by some of my clients, but um, just anything you can ask yourself. And then the act step is just a quick and simple way to where you can do something right now and not care, um, you know, how you look as far as these get degrees, you could, um, like for somebody like me, you might make a, uh, Instagram live video about something that is really important on your heart that you maybe want to share that relates to your purpose or your passion or whatever it is you're doing. Um, Kyle Cease, I don't know if you're big on him or not, but, um, Kyle Cease is amazing. Definitely check out Kyle Cease. His um, movement is called Evolving Out Loud. He actually used to be an actor. He was in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You and a couple of other like teen movies that were hilarious to see him as this like really powerful motivator um, to just be connected to your authentic self. 
And he really emphasizes the importance of acting right when you get the feeling. You know, there's reasons why we get these ideas that pop in our head. And if you push it to the side or wait for a minute, some of that energy that still, that, you know, comes from that feeling in that moment of getting the idea is lost by not acting on it quickly. So just getting in the habit of acting and not thinking it through, not overthinking, you know what I'm saying? Kind of just silencing and overriding your mental chatter that can talk you, talk you out of doing things more quickly um, and just rewiring that whole process in which we choose to act is really important. Awesome. Awesome. So can you see those three again? It was affirm, ask, affirm, ask, and, and act. Then act. Awesome. Yeah. So just, just doing that process within itself, what I'm hearing from you anyway, is uh, really empowering for people. So if they're in a, yes. stuck in a state of self-doubt and they just decide to affirm what they want or what their intention is, ask their internal guidance, the direction, mm -hmm. or if it's on purpose and then just go for it. Yes. And the ask is really a self awareness question mm. um, because you want to put yourself in check and make sure that you're not doing something out of ego or um, any other toxic reason that we may not realize is our actual intention. So if your intention is to outdo somebody or stick it to somebody or whatever it is, you might want to ask yourself some questions because you're generating karma. You're generating a path that is based on that type of energy. And so that is, you know, as you know, not going to serve you well um, because you will learn a lesson from that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And then you no will kidding. then course correct, maybe, you know, so. Maybe, yeah, if we're lucky, yeah, right? Maybe. Yeah. So I love reemphasizing just the, the self-awareness practice needs to be a constant thing for everybody. Um, and so the methods that we have at the collective compass really focus on that as the root and the foundation. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And I love the fact that affirmations are a part of your practice. You know, I know, you know, I've been at this for a long time and the, the self-development and personal development world and affirmations came into my life at the very beginning, you know, and, and, and what I would, you know, there's, there's a couple of things. I love that you say affirmations that create feeling because it's the feeling that creates really, it's mm -hmm. not the words, it's the feeling. And, um, you know, you can say things, but not necessarily mean them or, um, or necessarily intend them on every level. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, whenever we can find something to say to ourselves, because I, I, I feel like we're, we're constantly saying affirmations and affirming our reality, be mm -hmm. it bad or good. You know, if exactly. you're like, see, they did that to me again. Yeah. Well, guess I'm what? always the victim. Could yeah. this get any worse? Yes, it can. Don't ever say that. Anyone listening, never yeah. say that. Yeah. So, you know, those are just indicators of people sort of maybe being at the big, you know, maybe an earlier stage of um, trying to process those types of things and how you attract. Uh, one of the tools that I also have is everything you wish for, you receive. So that is uh, basically covering what you just said. Um, affirming things that you don't want to show up in your life. Um, so we have a tool for that so that you can specifically avoid that because that's a big, big component for so many people that are struggling. I'll get a client that comes to me and it's just the disorientation is so intense that it really takes some guided self-awareness 
um, to realize a lot of times the deep habits that we can get ourselves in when, when it comes to just attracting the things that we don't want, or especially I get a lot of people, um, with relationship issues and, you know, whether it's a, a friend, family member, cousin, sister, husband, whatever, um, just saying, you know, I always get treated like this, or um, if it's somebody specifically for an intimate relationship, I always attract bad relationships. I always get, I'm always the one getting hurt, you know, or, you know, just all those types of things. It's just constantly speaking into existence, what you attract. And that was a big Abraham Hicks thing for me, because when I listened to her, Esther, (laughs) channeling Abraham, which if you've never heard Abraham, I know it sounds crazy, but you just got to trust me on that um, to just dive in deep. Um, She said that the universe or everything you're attracting, it doesn't know the difference between something that you don't want, that you're in fear of, and that you want to avoid, um, or whether it's something that you want. There's no difference when it comes to attracting that. It's just you what you're focusing on so if you redirect your focus towards the light and what's going to bring you clarity then really it's it all sounds simple you know it's it's so simplistic in the explanation and to physically do it is very mind body spirit triggering um so we have this whole weird reaction to it and and so i want to be able to guide people through that triggering process so that they can find the space in between the reaction, the perspective, you know, just the receiving of whatever it is and the, the way that you react to it, you know, to create a larger space in between those things for you to process, you know, for you to really align your intention, for you to try to have the most healthy perspective for you to be able to maneuver through. Cause we're always going to be encountering. I mean, as long as we're living and breathing, we're going to be encountering variables that are going to try to throw us off, whatever it is we're doing. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Well, your passion is very obvious. Thank you very much for sharing all that. And, you know, I know you've got a few little things that you're offering our listeners for their own benefit. So would you please just give us a synopsis of what is available to them? Yes, absolutely. So for 2021, I am giving away 21 free 30 minute strategy sessions. So the strategy session is going to be really excellent for somebody that already is very aware of wanting to go down a path of um, living outside of the box, really trying to tackle some big challenges that they're trying to overcome. Um, If you're already somebody that has a big dream or a big vision and is really inspired and motivated to give back to the world right now and to be a light, um, the world really needs everyone's light to shine as bright as it can right now, Um, especially in the United States of America um, for multiple different reasons. And so um, we can be, we each can have our own role in making the world a better place. And so if you're somebody that's just really inspired, especially, and this is so natural to happen after a really chaotic time, Um, I think last year has hopefully opened up so many people's minds to whether they're living the way they want to live or not, whether they're feeling their best or not. 
Um, what do you really want out of life? How do you want to come home and engage with your loved ones every day? I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's something that so many people are wanting to get a little bit of guidance um, to at least get started. And so if you do a 30 minute session with me, you will be able to start off 2021 with a much more clarified picture of where you're trying to go and how to get there. And you can really learn how to process a lot of the things that you encounter when you're dealing with change that can really put you in a space of self-sabotage, self-doubt, all of those things really contribute to you being stuck in your fear. So if you're somebody that's been struggling with um, a weight loss journey and you really recognize the intense focus and readjustment that it takes you mentally and spiritually to accomplish those goals, especially because there's so much against us. There's so much, there's so much against us trying to create this healthy space for ourselves just within our society. So um, the 30 minute session is going to be so great for anyone really wanting to hit the gas pedal towards all these things that they want to manifest in their life, whether it's a new business or just having a stronger sense of inner peace or reconnecting with friends and loved ones. It's just going to, um, 30 minutes is a really good amount of time for you to kind of go over some things that you're struggling with and how you can improve and get a really good clear direction on some immediate things you can do. Um, anytime you give your email to the collective compass at um, the collective compass movement.com or on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, you can email the collective compass at gmail.com and anybody can get our um, reconnection package. And so what that is, is a couple of free digital resources that the collective compass has so that even if you're not interested in doing any type of one-on-one -on -one coaching yet, you will get some really foundational tools and information so that you can start practicing um, the self-awareness um, practices that we have you will have a client assessment form. It's a self-awareness assessment, but it's also what I use as my client intake form. I do want people to really know for sure that they're gonna really uh, be complimented by the tools that we offer. So we do have an application process for any clients um, just to make sure that we are appropriate to serve you in, um, in your needs. And if not, hopefully we can direct you somewhere else. But the assessment itself is a really good list of questions to help you figure out where you're at right now, just to do a mind, body, spirit kind of deep analysis. The questions are really thorough. They're really personal. They're really going to make you think about where you are right now, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And if you want to submit those back to the collective compass, we can give you some feedback and we can let you know if it would be a good fit for you to work with us one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so you can get that as well, just as a, you know, a self-assessment tool. Um, you will get a breakdown of what is the foundation of all of our methods, which is called the power of six. So the power of six 
is the six things that you need to practice every day to be able to have the most optimal mind, body, and spirit um, wellness practices. So you definitely get um, a lot when it comes to just emailing us, because like I said, we're just trying to get the information out and the tools out as fast as possible and to as many people that, um, that are interested. So definitely um, connect with us to make sure that there is um, anything that we can do for you to help you get started on your journey, to tackle change, to become less resistant to the transition that you may find yourself in and all of those good things. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll put those links in the show notes so you can uh, connect with her on Instagram and Facebook and her email and uh, access to her website. So those will all be in the show notes below. And uh, thank, thank you. you so much for being here today. It's been an honor to spend time with you. And I appreciate thank you what you're so much as well. Thank you for letting me be super chatty and go into all this stuff in such a deep way. I really seriously enjoyed the conversation today. And um, I can't wait to tell everyone that I work with even more so to check out the things that you offer, because it's just another level of expertise when it comes to physical wellness. And so we're definitely going to share you with everyone as well. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. Thanks. Again. All right, ladies, um, we're going to sign off. I hope you have a blessed and wonderful week and uh, we'll talk at you next time. Absolutely. Oh, oh. And before we go, uh, just a little reminder, click on the show notes below to get your registration link to the free class, The Real Truth About Weight Loss and Healing, Why You Feel Stuck, and the Three Keys to Freedom and Well-Being. All right, mama. Mwah. Love ya. Thank you for listening to the ultimate biohack for women. If you'd like to dive deeper with our tribe, join us on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to help grow our tribe, share this episode with your friends. Let's bring this light to our community so that other women can know their true power and we can create a tribe together worth being in. This podcast is for information purposes only. Dr. Brandy Victory is not a medical doctor. And the views and statements expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Dr. Brandy Victory and the producers, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.